Welcome back, everybody, to Podding Ain't Easy. After a few weeks of reflection and intense therapy, we saw a hero gasm and the boys and a strongly worded letter from Disney. We are back away from Amazon Prime, back to Disney Plus related properties. And we are here mainly to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder, now that it's finally on Disney Plus. We've been meaning to get around to talking about this for some time. Uh, film that was surprisingly divisive upon its release, which I was surprised I mean we'll get into in a bit. Joining me for this is the Valkyrie to my Jane Foster. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean I wish I was. I'd love to ride a Pegasus. How cool would that be? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, there was like several combinations I could have chosen for that for that intro, but I honestly didn't know where, which one I go with. I didn't <laughs> think, I don't know. I, I was going to say he's the Dwayne to my core, but I wouldn't have touched his hands for five seconds, let alone a month. <laughs> I mean, you're never, you're never going to beat the love sausage one, are you? That's, let's be honest. <laughs> no, that's it. Uh, unbelievably, an unbelievable bar that I don't think anything will go anywhere near. And you shouldn't go near it. Uh, <laughs> thoroughly start sanitizing your hands. <laughs> Carl, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been on, on a brief holiday. Uh, what have you been up to in the last few weeks? How have you been in your 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 time away recovering from the boys' season three finale? Well, what have I been doing? Not uh, not a lot. The excitement, really. I must must be honest. Just. Working, toiling away. Um, I think I managed to record one podcast with Liam and Nathan uh, on football, but yeah, not not a huge amount really. I mean, let's face it, Scott. It's been that long since we've spoken and recording together. We've had two prime ministers, a queen and a king, <laughs> a queen and a king since then. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. Here's, here's a little aside here. Uh, I was, and it, since we've been away, I've, uh, you know, north of Kelly Clarkson, since we've been gone, uh, I was away at my brother's for a week and a bit watching his dogs while he was on holiday. And then the week after he came back, I went on my holiday. So I'm sitting there, I believe it was a Thursday when the Queen passed. The Thursday, I finished work for the day because I worked from home. And I was uh, I'd settled in. They had an hour long documentary about Obi Wan Kenobi and the making of. Oh, oh yeah, I've watched that. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Mm. If you haven't checked out, it's called Obi Wan. It's called Kenobi: A Jedi Returns. Please check it out. But so I'm settled in to watch this. I've even got a little plate of biscuits because I'm a sixty year old woman. <laughs> sat there with the dogs just comfortably sat on either side of me I've closed my laptop when I close my laptop I think I'm done I'm free for the day and then I got a message, notification saying the Queen's died and I, I part of my job is writing news stories well is writing business stories mainly but like I work part, primarily for a news related site so obviously I had to do a story then and there about the Queen and get it sent off which you know, a sad occasion and honestly, you know, condolences to those in the royal family, but it was like, fucking typical. I have my whole evening planned out and this has to come along and just ruin it. 
<laughs> yeah, news doesn't get much bigger than that, unfortunately. So, yeah, I can imagine you you had to get something done quite quickly, bless you. Yeah, I mean, Lizzie, you've you've lived through you know most of a global pandemic and two world wars. You couldn't have hung on till the end of my program. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 joking, you know, joking aside, uh, you know, all respect to the the Queen, seventy years on the throne, and you know, fair, fair play to her. Yeah, I'm not somebody who, whenever there's a royal, you know, event, would, would like camp out. Else, I wasn't living anywhere near where the Queen's coffin would have been brought. And if I was, I probably wouldn't have felt the need to go and line up. But I'm also not on the other end people who are very much anti-monarchy and everything so I'm somewhere in the middle I don't mind the royal family but you know I don't go mental for them and but I can acknowledge the death of anybody no matter what you think of them is still a sad occasion mm. it so, really yeah. it really is and um, you know, at least I got you know well I didn't even get an extra day off for it because Monday's my day off anyway so didn't even get that yeah. I'd already booked I'd already booked uh, the Monday of our funeral was the day I went away on my holiday, so I'd already booked that time off anyway. And it was annoying. We had to make sure we had anything essential with us because we were staying in these like self-care kind of chalets out in Abbeymorp in the, the Highlands. And so you had to get stuff in and there was a service station. It was a case of most other like shops that they had that served what we needed were shut except for the service station. So it was a case of, we'll go to the service station. If they don't have it, well, basically, we can't get it until tomorrow because, like, everywhere was a bit shut. I was touching goals to whether or not I was going to be able to get my fucking train up there because that's we were relying on public transport for that one. Yeah, I can imagine that would have been a bit touch and go, but but there we go. I'll tell you what, though, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound weird when when they say His Royal Highness and the King? It's <laughs> yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take a while for that to sound right. Yeah, I. Uh... Uh, I think it was like a day or so after the Queen had died, you had William Regal going on tour. He'd already sent a tweet out, you know, expressing condolences and everything, tribute to the Queen. And then about an hour later, he sent a tweet out saying, is it too early to ask how they're going to figure out getting getting Charles's ears to fit on the stamps? Bye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prince Charles, someone called the Guinness Bigger Records, you know, I think he's officially broken the record for the longest consecutive period of time before somebody gets their first job. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think he has. The longest, he's the oldest, certainly the oldest in Britain to be crown king and the longest ever air in waiting, apparently. Yeah. I remember I was on social media and I saw a video from the, from the Daily Show in America hosted by Trevor Noah and he, he joked about it saying, uh, you know, I think it was about time that Charles became prince. He's, you know, he's in his sixties. He's it's too old to be called a prince. He's got he had the same title as his own grandchildren. <laughs> but uh, as sad as the Queen's passing was, all those like memes of Charles with the money in the bank briefcase was <laughs> uh, were quite funny. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, uh, and geez, I, I was kind of glad that the funeral was over because. My mum always had the news on, my mum stayed into the royals and everything. And like, it just felt like, oh, well, nothing's happened. Still a queue. It's a bit shorter than it was before. Let's go and interview some more people who are in the queue. Oh, look, there goes Holly and Phil. 
Yeah, no, naughty, naughty. Halley and Phil pushing to the front. I mean, even David Beckham will queue up like a proper <laughs> normal person. I mean, <laughs> then, then Halley and Phil can. You know, yeah, I don't even know about the Holly Phil. I just woke up one day and seen all these memes about it. Even Domino's on Twitter was having a go. Saying like, sorry, everyone who's still waiting for the deliveries. We just got an order from Holly and Phil. <laughs> I never saw that. <laughs> That's brilliant. But yeah, I, I see some of these to... some of these corporate twitters are quite funny nowadays, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. When they get someone in who has a bit of bounce and uh, they send that one tweet out. That you know gets people talking. It's it's always a, the best. But I I secretly you know there's all these stories that oh the Queen used to watch World of Sport back in the day. Part of me thinks that it's somehow connected to the fact that we finally had a UK pay per view over here, and the fact that the British guy lost. That's the heartbreak was just too much for listening yeah. to there. Yeah, she could she could she could she couldn't bear um, Drew McIntyre losing. Oh, she had all her hopes on him winning the winning the titles, and then, and then that sing along after, obviously that was just too much. Yeah. Also, I, I said to, well, I haven't had a chance to start watching it yet, but I've been, been meaning to finally you know, catch up on uh, that new House of Dragon show because I heard it's actually very good. You know, trying hoping that's more early seasons Game of Thrones and not final two seasons Game of Thrones feel, but. I said to my mum that, you know, I said to my mum that it feels weird that three episodes into a show, which is primarily about who will sit on a throne, a member of the monarchy happens to die. It's like, it's almost too, it's almost too much. Yeah, apparently, I saw something on Twitter, uh, a thing on Twitter saying, I was wondering why they hadn't announced the new Zelda game in, in the UK, and then I saw it's titled Tears of a Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because I remember, because um, if, the, if the Queen had passed away before Clash of the Cancels, Castle, they might have had to have cancelled it. Because I remember... Um, when I went to see One Night Only back in 97 and the Bulldog and Shawn Michaels were supposed to come and do um, like some sort of presser beforehand in Birmingham where it was taking place and we were thinking about going to it but uh, I think about a week before that happened you, know, you had Princess Diana passed away so they had to they had to cancel that sort of presser thing and that never happened obviously the one that only still went ahead but uh but yeah it's uh when these high profile vips go uh, all sorts of things can come to a stop did you did you say you're at one night only yeah oh i remember that fair enough <laughs> i i don't know I'm, about you. I, I'm sure i've mentioned that I'm sure i've mentioned that before no, <laughs> the most yeah. most high profile show. I, by comparison, the most high profile show I've been to is fucking. I went to the Ron Smackdown when they were briefly in Glasgow. Then fans went and shut up singing about Bailey, so they've never been back. And <laughs> I, I, I went to the the first UK takeover in Blackpool where Walter showed up. Oh right, but, that you, been... but, you, but you've you just blown me right yeah. out the water there. So you have. Uh, I thought I, I witnessed Shawn Michaels beat 
British bulldog on British soil and the crowd absolutely going mental. I mean, the only thing that I've seen that compares to it was um, Hogan's NWO heel turn. That's how that's how hostile it was getting. People were lobbing. Well, you've probably seen it on paper. People were lobbing yeah. things at HBK, and yeah, it was getting quite testy. The fact that Princess Diana died shortly after the fact that British Bulldog, the UK guy, lost, and his wife's called Diana, and there's a bit after the match where Sean gets on the microphone and taunts Diana by throwing Bulldog's like knee brace at her at one point. Mm. Makes that a bit more. A bit more bloody touchy, but yeah, I think Sean went to Vince and did the opposite of that little girl from Wembley in '92. British Bulldog is going to lose whether he wants to or not. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, happy with that. But I always thought that was a boy as well, you know. I was quite. So did I. Quite, it wasn't the shot that they finally found her. It was. It was the shot that it's actually a, a, a woman, a, a girl. <laughs> and a, a woman. Oh, <laughs> uh, but well, all that say we've done our catch up, and we've mostly talked about dead monarchy, which we didn't mean to. Sorry about that, everyone. But you know, big things have happened. Uh, Carl, Carl's only recorded one podcast in the interim. Lazy bastard. Well, I can't help it. I mean, we're, we, we probably would have caught, recorded more, but trying to schedule Liam and Nathan together is like it's like trying to arrange a state funeral. <laughs> yeah, all the shops have to close when Liam finally sits down to record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get I mean, to why. We had to delay it. I think we had to delay it a day because Liam, who's an anti-royalist by all accounts, wanted to go and see the coffin. My parents made me was his excuse, but I'm not buying it. We know we know he needed to see his auntie Liz offs. Uh, uh, he, I've never seen a man try so hard to convince us he's not a Tory. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he wanted to go to the coffin. He wanted to go by himself after ever the dirty bastard. Uh, let's get into why we're actually here. Like, we're talking about some big things that have happened. You know, closer to the the Marvel world, and a big announcement came out. You sent this to me, and you know, like, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was just could be a daft thing for Ryan. I was like, oh yeah, we've not got anything, and that was gonna be like a, you know, getting your hopes up, but then like going like, yeah, we've not got anything, but. It was Ryan Reynolds talking about Deadpool 3 and how, you know, it's going to be part of the MCU, so it has to be fair that he's been wrecking his brain. He's like, I I got nothing. I got nothing. And, you know, I did have one thought, and you see Hugh Jackman walk up and he goes, hey, Hugh, do I play Wolverine again? You're all right. And then out comes the Deadpool logo with the three scratches from Wolverine, and we get a release date. September nine, no September sixth, twenty twenty four, Deadpool three as part of the MCU with Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. Like Carl, like, how can you put into words your reaction when you saw this? Um, I I was harder than a fifteen year old me watching Pam Anderson in slow mo on Baywatch when I was fifteen. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you had to bring the mood right back <laughs> in again. This is, maybe, this is maybe a family show again. We're talking about Disney Plus everything, but no, you've just... And you had to use that as the example. Could, harder than you know anything else. You know, harder than it's like a Blackpool rock. <laughs> no, I was yeah, I was, I was super excited, honestly. Even though 2004 will mean I'm get that September 2004 will mean I'm only a few months away from 45. It can't come quick enough. I know. I mean, the good news for me is that like September 6th, that's like a week before my birthday. So it was me sort of. Thank you very much for our emails. Although I did have to do some quick maths. To try and figure out, you know, the date there because it said six nine, sorry nine six twenty twenty four. You know, what, bloody Americans, they flip it the other way around. Well, they put that month first, then the date. And I was trying to think, is this is this how we would do? It? Is this the is this meaning the ninth of June or is this the other way around? Yeah, have you seen the other one they've done? Yes, yes, where they explain basically like Logan is its own thing and all that and. It does kind of make sense that Wolverine is in this because Deadpool took the piss out of him to start. Deadpool 2 goes, first he steals my idea by going R-rated, then he fucking dies. But yeah, <laughs> then we basically explain what the film's about and they just play Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go above it. Yeah, they've always had that banter, haven't they? Even in the first one, I think, when he first took his mask off, he had Hugh Jackman's face stapled. Hugh Jackman's mask stapled on his face, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he said, like, yes. Who did? Whose balls did I have to tickle to get my own movie? I won't say names, but it rhymes with Pulverine. <laughs> he even does an Australian accent because obviously uh, Hugh Jackman is, is Australian, but they've done quite a few videos together where they can take the piss, so it's funny to see them actually doing this this film together. And, you know, you and I were talking about it, but I think you and I are, agree we're hopeful for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but you can see him finally dressed in the actual Wolverine comic accurate yellow attire. Yeah, I think they'll do something. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, and probably we'll get them beating the shite out of each other uh, <laughs> at some point as well. Well, you know, basically two guys who can heal and basically can't be killed for the most part. So they'll they'll throw a lot at each other and. I'll be a hell of a time, but like, fair enough, make this, make announce this, but like, then part of my brain is like, why the fuck did you have to announce it now so far away? Like, maybe it isn't as far away as it seems, but like, it's two years away, like, a lot could happen in two years. Like, I want it now. I know, yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a, a long two years, isn't it, when you're waiting for something like that? It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But at least that takes up one of those uh, one of those spots and the like that was left when we we're talking about the when we were left talking about the phase six lineup where there was all these dead spots and everybody was theorizing what could be there, could it be Deadpool three? So there you go. Like I still think I still hope this is after one of the major films in like phase five or six and so that just at the start Deadpool can make a joke about what happened. Hmm. It's going to be, I don't know, I just can't wait to see who, who will be perhaps the overall villain and, and what's, mm. yeah, and what's, what's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun interaction between, between the two. Perhaps it's going to be for the Battle of Wrexham FC. Mm. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, there has to be a joke about Rex Messi. There's going to be in the perhaps Rod McKenna will uh, make some sort of cameo or something. Oh, that'd be great. I want Deadpool to be sitting there with all the, the blind women just sitting there watching a Rex MFC game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that'd be amazing. Also probably like cameos. You know, we saw Patrick Stewart returning a multiverse of madness. Now we've got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine returning. Do you think we'll get uh, see any past you know X Men actors make cameos in this in this movie? Uh you would have thought so. I mean um it's just got bigger and bigger after the and more popular after the second one even. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see um a few cameos of of some but someone or another. I'm not not too sure not too sure who. Um whether they could perhaps if convinced Patrick Stewart and uh Ian McAllen or something that would be that that would be cool because I mean they can be quite funny and send themselves up at times so yeah I, mean, I remember they made a big deal about finally doing this slogan film and everybody knew going into it that he was probably you know, going to die and like it was going to be his last one and they made a big like deal about it like I remember him and Patrick Stewart promoting it on Graham Norton just by Amazon's Ian McKellen was going to be on it, nothing to do with them, he, he was performing something else. And then he sat between them, he just turned to you, Jamie, and went, look, do you have, does this have to be your last one? Can we not just do another one, both for me and you? We'll forget about him. Just me and you, Hugh. So, like, getting Ian McKellen back, if we can't get Patrick Stewart, would be just, you never know how many more chances we're going to get to see, you know, Ian McKellen in that kind of role. No, exactly. It'd be a, be a lot of fun. They might even think of um, some cameos we haven't even thought of. Um, yeah. For all we know, hopefully, um, I, f- I forget a name now. The his love interest in the first one, and he sort of um, went back and saved her, didn't he? At the end of the second yeah. one, some Baccarin or something. Well, I, I can't think what her name is now. But... Oh yeah, Marina Baccarin. Yeah, no, sir, I'd like to see. I'd love to see her back. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Uh, I mean. What I love about Eva Kale is that he, he doesn't shy away from you know, when he doesn't understand something he's in. Like, he was promoting, uh, I saw him in every week promoting when he appeared in Days of Future Past. He goes, you know, I went to see it twice, so this premiere and that premiere. I, I'm in the film. I still don't know what it's bloody about. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine given that he's also in Law of the Rings, I bet he doesn't know what half of that is about either. <laughs> Who does? Who does? Yeah. But it's like, is it is it MCU now? Um, Dead Pivot, so maybe you could even have someone like someone like Thor, or that could be a fun cameo when it couldn't. Like, I suppose the possibilities yeah. are endless now. Yeah, it's pretty much because now there are Fox zones and then they Fox. Is now owned by Marvel, so they could if they could if they wanted to do a Deadpool film that isn't and say it's not in the MCU. But I think the fact they've decided to be in the MCU, it's been very intrigued as to what they're actually what they're actually going to do with it. But let's look at some other things. Uh, we are going to cover these in separate episodes, so maybe do installments or just series overviews. But 
Currently, we've got Andor premiered every Wednesday. And now that we had the three-episode premiere uh, last week, and we have She-Hulk, which is near the end of its run, episode seven at time record just went out. I've not had a chance to watch episode seven. I'm going to watch it later on. But uh, Carl, we'll start with Andor because uh, I think you've seen one episode more than I have. But what what are your thoughts uh, on Andor so far? Because I think a lot of people didn't really know what to make, especially given that you know he was kind of a partner ensemble in in Rogue One, but now. It seems like it's more about kind of the start of the rebellion, more so than just being about him. Yeah, um, it's it's starting to get interesting. It's it's pick it, you know it's starting to pick up a bit of steam now. I thought I wasn't that impressed with the first two episodes. I've got to be honest, even though in the internet seemed to be raving about it, I, I find the episodes to be quite sort of well, very slow pace and a bit. For me, a bit predictable. I kind of saw where where things were going and what characters were were going to do. Like when the um, deputy superintendent of those police type people has been told not to do something, you follow up on that those murders. You knew straight away he was going to do that. You know, I knew pretty much that when he left that club, those two guys that. We're giving him eyes. We're going to jump him, and someone was going to get seriously hurt if not killed. So it was all. It was. I was all thinking this is a bit bland and predictable. Which is for me the worst kind of thing. If I know, if I if I if I know what's going to happen before it happens, and even can even sort of predict what lines of dialogue are going to be, it pretty much turns me off. I like things to surprise me and be unpredictable. But saying that, the third and fourth episodes. I've started to get more into the story and um, it's getting a lot more intriguing. So uh, I will be sticking with it. So it started off slow, but it, it is starting to pick up steam and and it's getting better. Yeah, I think this is where like the fact that they know that they've got two series of this to do is, like, I think they've taken full advantage of that. And to a certain extent, for the first episode, they were kind of taking the piss with it <laughs> because... You could have easily these three episodes could have easily been condensed into just two, like easily. Like it did feel like there was a lot of build in the first two episodes after he he killed that guy at the start who was like harassing him. It felt like there was a build to what was eventually happening in the, like, the last half of episode three and episode three, like the last bit of it, basically when he meets Still and Gargar's character, is just that's the best bit of the show. Like to that point. Uh, and I think I love that Star Wars has continued its tradition of just like just mainly employing British actors for the most part in this these first three episodes, like you hear an accent left, right and centre. There's a Scottish guy who turns out to be a bit of a bastard. He's the same actor playing a different character, but he's the same actor who played that weird Scottish guy who randomly pops up in in The Force Awakens to confront Han Solo. Uh, I remember him being shite in that as well. And me and my brother were joking like but it's the same guy. Is he the one Scottish guy in the entire Star Wars? <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure when that uh, like superintendent's look at, has his team looking for Andor, like there's another Scottish woman in there. So like, oh good, there's more than there's more than one of them. But you you look at him, I'm sure he'll pop up again. But you look at him, and you think that's the kind of guy who, if he was at your work and he got made supervisor or whatever, you're thinking, oh god, not him. He's 
the kind of person you work with, like, you can give him any kind of authority is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, it, I mean, Scottish people are shitty, so, I mean, you know, playing, playing to type, isn't they, at least? And what's that supposed to no, I'm, I'm only joking. I, 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 I love Scottish people. I, I've got Scottish family, so oh, I'm allowed to take the piss a little bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll dispute that claim, but... <laughs> I also like, love the scene between him and his like, commanding officer, the, the old guy with the big moustache, when he's basically told not to do it, and Basically, I can describe this character who he was talking to was he looks like the disapproving father from any pantomime ever. Like, wherever you go, he's a guy who doesn't want the dot, the main female character, to get married to the main male character. But by the <laughs> yeah. end, he's, so- he's softened by the end and he's singing a big song with the secondary you know, comedy character. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me those kind of vibes, you know. Yeah, and I'm quite intrigued with um, Skellen Starsguard's character as well, which um, y- you'll see why it's intriguing on the on the fourth episode, which you haven't. Or was the fifth, or is it the fifth episode? Yeah, fifth. Is it because three dropped at once? Didn't it? No, is it the yeah. fourth? Oh, I'm so yeah, I'm so confused where we are now. Yeah. All these episodes <laughs> coming at the same time, and me never knowing where I am at the best of times. Yeah, and I've been getting confused because I, f- I forgot that, that Andor was on a Wednesday mainly because I was on holiday when it when it dropped. But then also the fact that that She-Hulk, which should be on a Wednesday, is now on a Thursday. Uh, I know that I've been asked to come into the office on a Thursday from now on. I need to wait for the evening time to watch it. So you know, I'm, I'm getting out of whack. I need. I'm hopeful now. I'm going to make Andor because I work from home on a Wednesday. I'm going to make a point to try and watch Andor like, the day it comes out. So I can like keep up with it, but you know, it does feel like it's gonna be kind of a slow burn. Like once you watch all of season, if you if you feel like watching all of season one back once it's all out, it'll make a lot more sense, and then I think that'll give you like it'll get you a little bit more excited for whenever uh, season two comes out. I think they are going to do season two. Yeah, I think they think they conf- yeah, I think because they confirmed that they are going to do two seasons of ah right of this. So basically, everybody, all we know is basically anybody but Andor is fair game to get killed off. Mm. I mean, at least, at least we know uh, Andor, you know, lives a long and, and happy life and nothing yeah. bad ever happens to him. Yeah, he's somewhere out there today, you know, living life peacefully. He's earned it. He's earned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't have much to say about Andor uh, right now. You know, we'll save it for another show. Uh, all, I, all I'll say is, I wish those flashbacks uh, has like, would have had some fucking subtitles on them because I didn't understand a word that was going on. But sorry. yeah, what I got you? a bit. Conf- I got a bit confused by the flashbacks. I must admit, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, but onto another thing, which also seemingly a bit divisive from some people, which is uh, She-Hulk. Uh, I've not seen the seventh episode, but you know, it's it's okay. 
it's not what some people are decrying. The death of the MCU is not the worst thing ever and everything, but you know, it does you know this I mean I preferred Miss Marvel, but this and Miss Marvel feel like case of fun shows but they don't need to focus on an overall story too much on the overall story to see because it's really a case of yeah, this guy will be flushed out more in a separate tale. We just need this tale to come out so you know who they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I find the first few episodes quite fun. I mean, these are trained to do different things with these things, and they're not, um, you know, doing doing all the same. Uh, you know, doing all the same stick all the way through all the MCU properties. It's just. It's sort of varying more into sort of sitcom-y kind of thing. The last two episodes, I would say, because it's like mm-hmm. the the sort of wedding episode, which I didn't really enjoy. And this week's wasn't really for me either, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed the first episode and um, the first four or five have been quite good. I mean, um, I mean Wong in there was was mm. fun, or or Wongers as he is <laughs> now known, and you know the new star of um, the MCU, Madison with a Y, <laughs> but it's not where you think. <laughs> oh, you know, I I really loved that episode. I loved getting to see him basically testify on behalf of abomination episode mm. and before and then suddenly realizing he's implicated himself in a crime and basically just portals himself right out of there <laughs> yeah. <Just a> nope oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i haven't seen episode seven so not no spoilers of it but you know i hope that's not the last we get to see of tim roth as abomination i know he's a bit older now but i really enjoyed you know his his appearance in it and i also really enjoy you know the whole fourth wall breaker thing they've had her doing they don't do, ever do it every so often, but you know, at least once or twice an episode. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's quite fun. I, I have enjoyed that, and um, yeah, hopefully the last couple of episodes will pick up steam a bit. It feels like they sort of perhaps went for too many episodes, and they've had to use a little bit of filler. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to see the, the filler and everything when. The episodes aren't even that long. Previous part, like they're like at most they're about half an hour long, when usually it's around the forty odd minute mark for these kind of shows. But you know, I, I guess you don't really need to take treasure out that much. So yeah, it's it's okay. I'll just say that it's okay. You know, the only thing I maybe put lower it was maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I liked them as characters, but. In terms of compared to the other shows, it's just not my favourite. To be honest with you, that also felt like a prologue to something else. Like because of like, we can't fit all of this into Captain America four. So there you go. Hmm. I quite we, enjoyed that, but it was just overshadowed by uh, the other ones. Really, like uh, I mean, Loki's still the best one for me by a country mile. Fair enough. Uh, I've I've really. I don't know if Loki's still my favourite. I know I think likes of Hawkeye and or uh, like Midnight might be up there for me because I really enjoyed both of those. Mm, wasn't keen on Midnight. I did like um, 
I did like Hawkeye. I must admit, I, did, I really did enjoy that. But Loki, Loki still shades it for me. Yeah, that's that's your opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Because some people, you know, have an opinion that they don't like She-Hulk. Some people think they, some people do like it. But also, people have their own opinions about Thor: Love and Thunder, and we're going to give our opinions. Now, I went to see this. And cinemas, I actually went to see this the day before I went to a wedding because, you know, why not? Because I filled your days. Uh, <laughs> legit, I went and met my brother in the tower that day, bought a new shirt for the wedding the next day, went to McDonald's, went to go see Thor. Lovely day out. Uh, but, you know, girl, you saw this now that it's on Disney Plus. Uh, had you seen a lot about Thor, this new Thor film? I'm getting careful what I say. I'm trying not to say Thor four because, uh, you know, <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd heard it been quite divisive. Um, a lot of stuff on Twitter, pretty much saying they didn't like it. But I know Nathan had seen it and, and he really enjoyed it. Well, but you know, I can't really put too much on his opinion. And in all fairness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you. I think I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it uh, from what you said. Um, so I'm always prepared to watch things and you know give my own judgment. I've in, I've enjoyed films that have got panned before before now. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I think a lot. Of, well, a lot of people said Christian Bale's performance is quite good. I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was anything spectacular in it personally, but he was all right. Yeah, I thought I liked uh, Gore. I thought it could have helped if we got a bit more of him in this because mm. you know he went from you know the opening scene with him is quite tragic everything, and Lex just kick it off. They're like, "Are you talking about me? No, not about <laughs> you. You always got to get in, don't you?" But so, uh, I like, so we got the scene at the start and it's quite tragic everything. He kills that guy. He gets the the sword. He is that slow. So his skin goes all grey and everything, but next time you see him, he's all like a great creepy looking. And, I, and it was a good look at everything, especially when they do the scenes where they're in the shadow realm. He's got his glowing yellow eyes. But mm. I really felt like we could have seen, we could have used one or two more scenes of him. Maybe we montage him attacking gods. The slow, maybe slowly show a bit more of how much this necro sword, you know, corrupts and changes them over the course of the film so like one or two more scenes we have in like getting to understand more because like I thought going into it he'd be like he'd come out of it one of like the better MCU villains because given his motivations you know like he's one of those understandable motivations in a way you know villains yeah, I mean the like the the film's prologue was quite good when you when you see him sort of meeting his guard and realizing he's got a bit of a a bit of a tosser and uh, <laughs> he ends up killing him with that sword like you say and it would I think it probably would have been better character development and maybe even see him feel a bit more of a threat if we'd have seen him kill uh, a couple more guards and as he and as he kills them perhaps becomes more powerful and as you say more corrupted that you know that, that might have been um something worth 
worth adding in there because he didn't have a huge amount of screen time and this big threat really was like kidnapping a bunch of children which you know, all villains do come on <laughs> that's villainry 101 <laughs> i know it's that and if all those feels kidnap the love interest of exactly the yeah yeah I mean, I think the only reason they did that, did the children thing, is because they realised the main love interest is also a Thor, so you can't really kidnap her. That wouldn't make any sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, including credits, like an hour and 59 minutes I looked up here, and it still feels <laughs> like there could, there could be a bit more added in there, you know, there to help flush out some scenes. Because I know we've talked about the major epics that we've had to sit through easily with Doctor Strange, The Batman, and No Way Home. And so I didn't think I'd be asking for a superhero movie to have more time added to it, but I really felt like this is one that could add, could use 10, 15 more minutes. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they probably could have, they probably could have had another like 15, 20 minutes of screen time because perhaps a little bit more on, um, you know, uh, Natalie Portman's character and and how the, you know, how the sort of um, you know using Helmar was sort of taken. I know we had a little bit of it, but they, they they perhaps could have gone a you know a little bit more into it if they'd have if they'd have wanted to. Because it was quite a you know heartbreaking subplot there, which um, yeah seemed a bit seemed a bit rushed. I found yeah, yeah, because you got hard dealing with the cancer. I think a lot a lot of the issues I some people seem to have with this was the thing with tone. They said like, oh, you have this very serious scene, and then you have guys making jokes and everything. And Christian Bale and a couple of other actors did a wee documentary like making of this for Disney Plus, and they said that a lot of the reason why you know, a lot of these characters try and make you know like you say funny things during very serious times is like it's a case of. You know, in times of tragedy or whatever, some people do find new ways to deal with it and some people try and deal with serious things by, like, using humour. And I think, you know, I can understand that kind of logic because you see Jane doing it and she's trying to make out that, you know, this whole diagnosis isn't, you know, concerning her as, as everyone else. Like, she says to Darcy, like, she's like, a stage four. Yeah, of how many stages? Four. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I think, and speaking of we got a, a very, very, very brief cameo from him via video screen. He he probably filmed that in his lunch break. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the, 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 it perhaps does lean a bit too heavily in, into the comedy at times, but um, yeah, it, it is. It does feel a bit like they took what what worked at Ragnarok and then like. We'll do that tenfold. It does sound like Lady Sif's um, screen time was shaved uh, to make Ruth more Krug by the by the sounds of it. Yeah, uh, I believe th- about like stuff that we didn't see. I do. I did hear that they did actually film a scene with Jane when she goes to beyond there, like where they show this this shattered pieces. And they did show a scene of her like transforming for the first time, but I think the reason they gave for cutting out was they thought it'd be more impactful if like the first time you see her is like in the mid battle, like, at the same time that Thor sees her is like a more of a more dramatic reveal. 
Yeah, no, I think I think that did work. Actually, it was quite cool, and yeah. um, I quite like I quite enjoyed, as daft as it was. I quite enjoyed the uh, sort of like almost like a, a girlfriend and ex relationship. He started starts to have between Stormbreaker and uh, Helmar, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, like Stormbreaker almost becomes a car doll in its own. Yeah, you know, Thor's <laughs> you know kind of. Sort of guy trying to see if he can still, you know, call me on there, and he's teasing, and then just the the axe kind of just comes and a frame just kind of turns towards me. Oh, there you are. He's like talking to talking to Helmer, like you, you, you moved on quick, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's like three like bits in this film where it's like Core doing the voiceover. Because obviously it's, he's voiced by Taika Waititi, who is the director of this film, so it's almost like he like we have limited time to take you through these, this major story beat. But let me, as a director, you know, tell you what's going on. You had the you had the the first bit of it where he's talking about the history of Thor, the history of the space Viking, <laughs> and <laughs> he, he loved many. He loved a pirate. He loved a wolf woman on a woman wolf. Uh, <laughs> but his biggest love was an Earth woman named Jane Fonda. <laughs> yeah, got, got it a bit wrong. Jane Fonda, someone else, mate. <laughs> and then, and then later on, he says, that, "Ah, yes, the oldest girlfriend, Jodie Foster, Jane, Jane Foster." Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes back to like the the bit with him and Thor when talking about the hammer, like where he just does that big spiel, which is with is it like saying, "Yeah, this is what he's feeling here." Like sounds like you had an intimate relationship with the seven, and losing it was paramount to uh, losing a loved one. Something like that, Jeff. Because it's not until the opening narration where you realise, like, oh yeah, a lot of people have died around Thor. <laughs> so we were quite sort of right, I think, when we were talking about our assessment of the Guardians of the Galaxy being in this film, that it would be just uh, sort of perhaps a bit more than a cameo, but it was only a few sort of minutes of the near the beginning of the film, wasn't it? Which we, this is what we sort of expected. I do love the send-off between him and Quill, you know. Not sick. why don't you take the old girl? You know, she's a... You gotta be careful. You know, a lot of memories is what you're gifting me with my own ship. And then <laughs> he's trying to do this, like, heartfelt guy, like, just go. I know it's going to be hard. And Craig walks by, I'm starting up a ship. Okay. <laughs> so the Guardians are a bit are kind of happy to get away from from Thor for a little while because you have Thor doing his whole you know over the top you know fighting the battle basically by himself doing the big like leg Van Damme leg kick it to two speeders or whatever and he's trying to save a temple but ends up destroying it and so almost as payback they give him these screaming goats like you, you've deaded them now no backsies <laughs> It's quite funny as well that those sort of aliens after his help and he, he sort of jumps into combat, literally beats them in the more himself. He's like, at least you saved that three sacred towers. And then they just start crumbling in the background. <laughs> we did it as a team. It all crumbles down. <laughs> Another classic <laughs> Thor adventure. <laughs> I do love that. I think again, it shows why they're happy like get rid of them, and the, the guardians are a bit sick of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, because like, like, you get the bit from like the trailer where like 
where a rock is like, you said this plate liner would be a relaxing holiday. No, I said it would be like a relaxing holiday. That was fun. And so, like, I get where, again, some people might be against that because you had the, because you go from the scene with Korg and then you go to that. But I did like, the, by the way, the MCU theme to start with the little intro by which it comes up Marvel Studios. They do a bit of, a, a bit of an electric guitar style uh, version of the song. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. And the, the, the just not that I've got not that I've got a problem with it because I'm a huge fan of theirs, but there does seem to be a big Guns N' Roses fetish going <laughs> through this film as well. He's at least three of their songs. Um, one of the characters has renamed himself Axel. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, and Axel. He's a leader of a popular group here, music group here on Earth. <laughs> So I don't know if they struck some some big deal with them or he's just a massive Guns N' Roses fan or something. I mean, the music works. I think we get, was it, do we get Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City and uh, a bit from November Rain towards towards the end as well. I mean, no arguments with me that they work really well, but it's just unusual for one film to use so many tracks from, from one band. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea because, like, the use of music in this because, you know, that's one thing they did really good and and Ragnarok, you know, kind of, you know, utilizing more of a proper, like, soundtrack mm. to this guy, kind of similar to what James Gunn's done with uh, the Guardians movies. I know, and, and to an extent, he did that with uh, the Suicide Squad as well because there's a lot of music, popular songs used in that film as well. But, yeah, I do, like, think there were one or two scenes, like, I think you said, like, we could see more core, uh, Gore, uh, Gore the God Butcher, and I think that scene we said where I thought we could see a bit more of a fight between those two because you just see the aftermath. She's got one arm, and he's like, No, I want to stay here on the battlefield and die a warrior to secure my place in Valhalla. Well, technically, you had to die during the battle, the battle's over, you survived. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh. I did like uh, the reveal of Jane. I like that they get, for the most part, most of our story about how she became Thor from the comics is is kept accurate, especially the the one about her. You know, basically she's okay from the cancer as long as she stays in Thor form, but as soon as she transforms, she can't stay as Thor for too long. She's she's even weaker than ever. So basically, it's saving her but also killing her at the same time. Yeah, as Thor sort of tells her, it's it's stopping you from fighting the cancer. Mm-hmm. And he sort of makes a promise when he goes to the final battle not to not to um, sort of grab Halmer and turn into the mighty Thor again. But of course, she uh, goes against that advice and uh, mm. does it anyway. But um, yeah, and it's also. Quite a fun scene when they go to see Zeus, who <laughs> turns out to be a bit. All oh, these gods are assholes, aren't they? I mean, they're not, yeah. they're not giving gods a good name here in this film. See, I tell you, Gore is justified here. All gods, for the most part, are assholes. <laughs> they're too busy trying to organise where the next orgy is going to be held. And I mean, what is it? Orgy? I mean, it's not superheroes, it's gods. I mean, they're just orgy mad. Yeah, I do love the fact that uh, 
that's what he says. Like, we need to figure out where we're going to host this year's orgy. And Jane turns to Thor and Valkyrie, like, is he serious? And then Thor and Valkyrie are like, I'm not against it. Like, <laughs> this goes to the difference where Jane's a human worth here, like Asgard's like, no, let's we'll see him out a bit more. Let's we'll see more about this orgy. Yeah. And then when Thor tries to stand up to Buddy Zeus, he gives him the ultimate penalty. All right, you are officially uninvited from the orgy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just when you think Zeus can't get any more of a twat, he invites you from the uh, uninvites you from the orgy. <laughs> and then he flicks too hard, the your your clothes go off, and it reveals that embarrassing back tattoo that you get as a tribute to your brother that you think is dead, and he kind of is, but isn't. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite funny when um because jane of uh, jane of valkyrie are talking about intervening um, when he flicks all his clothes off he goes well we, we don't need to do anything just yet <laughs> <laughs> i remember later on the time being like i got like because like you got your clothes slid off because i'm 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 fine with that i'm comfortable with it jane i loved it gog loved it man <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just wants to see bloody Thor with calf. I know he's 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 more than a piece of meat. Damn it! <laughs> you know it's uh, when he's at two of Chris Hemsworth's actual children are are in this movie. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, um, was Gore's daughter Hemsworth's uh, real life daughter? Because when I was looking it up, it, it, it uh, credit was something Hemsworth. So I was thinking, oh, is that his real life? Is that his real life daughter then? Yeah, for a second I thought that maybe I think I heard I heard it wrong. I thought for a while that the, the daughter of Gore was actually Christian Bale's daughter, but no, it's actually Hemsworth's. He's got one daughter and two sons, and one of his sons uh, appears as like young Thor during that running montage at the start, where it shows him the different attires, and one of them is his like comic book one. So one of them is uh, young, is one of Chris Hemsworth's sons. So he's got three kids, two of them appear, and uh, two of them appear in this film. I'm assuming that the other one is one to ask his dad, "Why am I not in the movie? Am I not your favorite child?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get adopted by Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of, of Loki and all that, we have the actors back from from Ragnarok. Now that they're now they're reenacting the the scene where Odin dies. Jeff Sam Neil back as Odin. Matt Damon playing the actor that plays Loki, and uh, Luke Hensworth, the forgotten third Hensworth brother, plays Thor. <laughs> but this time. We have also acting up, intentionally being bad, like, and now I transform into gold, into space dust. Look, it's going, it's happening now. He's just throwing gold, like, glitter over himself. And then I remember thinking, like, oh, God, who, who are they going to get to play Hela in this? Like, it needs to be somebody who doesn't fit it. And Melissa McCarthy pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they do the whole thing with the hammer, which is very clearly on a string. <laughs> that uh, that may have been one of my favourite scenes of the whole film. And then the fact <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're even credited as Matt Damon and and that uh, they're just credited as like actors. And later on, when everyone's freaking out about the kids going missing, they we go to Valkyrie and go, should should we prepare a performance? You know, people need entertainment, especially in times of crisis. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> it's funny what sort of Matt Damon pops up in. He was like in Deadpool two, wasn't he heavily heavily made up, which I didn't realise at first. No, it wasn't in Deadpool two. That was uh, Brad Pitt who appeared like vanished. No, no, he's he's he's. It's um, when there's like two two old farmhands. The one that's talking about toilet paper being a lie. That's Matt Damon heavily made up. Huh. Trust me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will not. I will not fight you. And this is not a hell for me to die on. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just. I'll just let it go. Uh, no, look it but, up. Honestly, I am. I am right on that. We're talking of children. We learn how corgs people make chil- make babies. Apparently, his whole species is male. And when one crodian loves another crodian, they hold hands above a lava pit for a month. And then that's how babies are made for them. Korg, <laughs> at the end of the film, meets his 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 mate. He wants to make a baby with another rock formed creature with a big mustache named Dwayne. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me. A, it really took me a second to process. Like I heard the name. It, it took me a second to my brain fully process the information. I went, his name's Dwayne. And I looked at that. Looked at him. I'm like. For fuck's sake! <laughs> like I like the joke, but like, oh, Jesus! Like the most obvious joke you could have made. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, imagine being out, someone out there being one of the only people who didn't get the joke. <laughs> 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 uh. Uh. Video of Korg, by the way, there was a point where I thought they were actually going to kill Buddy Korg off. Yeah, yeah, when he fell to bits, I thought that thought that was it. I thought that was him done, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, I'm st- I could still be a head or something. <laughs> <laughs> the only bit, only bit of me still alive is the head. You know, this is right up there with when they tease you about Groot dying at the, the edge of the first Buddy Guardians before he came back as baby Groot. <laughs> it's, up, it's up there in that same kind of vibe, but you know, you know, take away TG, he plays the guy that he directs the film, he could have killed him off if he wanted to, but you know, people would have probably rioted in cinemas across the world if Korg had been killed off. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Korg the movie next. You watch. <laughs> oh. I'm not complaining about it, but <laughs> so, talking about Take with you, I think part of the issues some people had with like some of the tonal issues and everything in the film. Maybe down to him, I think maybe he had a bit more free reign for this film. So, you know, all the Taika Waititi elements that were more welcome for Thor Ragnarok. In some aspects, I love, I liked some, I liked a lot of this film, but there were one points where it's case of like, Taika, you went full you. Never go full you. You know, you know take, take Dobrit Day Jr.'s words and drop it under, but apply them to yourself. You know, never go full Taika, because then you get a confusing tone. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, all in all, it's it, it's a highly enjoyable movie. Don't hmm. let people uh, die in though. But going into it, I was get I convinced myself that that Chris Hemsworth was getting killed off, and like Natalie Portman was getting were like I don't I didn't know how like, maybe he'd sacrifice himself for her at eternity, and like that would lead to her being cured, and now she could carry on his store. But no, I was I was I was a shot to say didn't you see that. She ended up getting killed off after you know just being brought back. Was that a shock to you? Yeah, because the way they were talking about uh, her, her, you know, 
Now the department becomes four, and it, it, they were making it sound like she was going to take over from Hensworth, weren't they? But maybe that was uh, an intentional mislead to make her a death more surprising, perhaps. Yeah, I think it was again like trying to subvert expectations, but or maybe it was a case of like we couldn't get Natalie Portman to commit to doing this more like long term thing, because you know. As, as great a shape as he is, like, Chris Edsworth probably can't do this, like, that often. Like, this, he can't probably do, can't do, like, this as Thor, like, for that many more movies because he's even talked about, like, he's getting into shape for Thor is different for him think, than getting into shape for other movies. So, he gets in Thor shape, puts a bit of weight on, gets in shape for a different movie, but then a new Thor, a new Avengers or Thor film comes around, he has to get in Thor shape again because, I can't keep that up for my my body like for, for much longer," he said. So you know, yeah, it does get more difficult the older you get. How how old is he? Is he? I think he's somewhere around my age, isn't he? Bless it. Oh, he's a bit younger than me, but not by much. So he's thirty. He's around thirty nine, I think. Yeah. So I think I think there's a certain amount. I know he's got like stunned there or something, but there's a certain amount of time he can still play this kind of like role. Uh, like, because I think the last couple of films of his. Given that Taika has been involved in everything, and then he had all the stuff with Fat Thor, I think helped keep him relevant and keep him, you know, mm. fresh. It was something different for fans, and so they didn't get sick of him. So, but like, you've only got so much goodwill before people do start to get sick of you, like in that role. Because, although having said that, I don't think I've seen Chris Hemsworth in anything other than a Thor-related product that I've actually linked him in. Really. Yeah, I, well, I haven't seen that many things that he's been in. That, uh, are this, but like every so often, I'll see him up in a, in a oh, Chris Hemsworth's in a film. I watch the trailer for. I'm like, that doesn't look very good. I suppose the the Huntsman films weren't very good, were they? But I'm, I'm sure there must be something else I've seen him in that I thought it was all right. But I don't know. Yeah, perhaps thinking about it, they are mostly. some sort of MCU film or or another. Yeah, I think like I, don't, I think he's at a stage where like it doesn't matter how well any of his other movies do because he knows he's on this this Thor money right now, so he's <laughs> gonna got free reign to do what he wants. You know, so like Chris Hemsworth who started doing his own thing, and you know he was in Knives Out, which was amazing. Uh, and then there's a sequel to that coming out. It's got Batista in it. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be going in a bit of a different direction that one, that one. I'm not, not I saw a trailer and I was a bit sort of bemused by the setup, but I'll probably give it a a go. I always thought Chris Evans was great as the uh, the bad guy in the grey man. That's um I thought that was quite a decent film. It got some, it got ripped a bit, but I, I don't know. I thought it was quite a fun movie, that grey man that's another thing I've seen on Netflix that I've been meaning to get rid of watching but I haven't had a chance to watch it I do want to watch it the main thing I've heard about it weirdly is people taking the piss out of Chris Hemsworth's moustache not Chris Evans' moustache so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a bold character choice <laughs> <laughs> I mean I looked at images it still looks better than the bloody moustache that Henry Cavill grew that ruined bloody Justice League <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that flipping Deadpool's uh, trailer when he goes, well, well, why would you put his arm in yet? It's not like we're trying to get rid of a moustache or anything. 
like I don't know if it ever got put into the film, but I remember it was in a trailer. There's a bit where uh, he's in a fight with Cable, and Cable says something to him, and Bevel's retort is, "Man, you're so dark. You sure you're not from DC?" <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> uh, we, we get back to what we were talking about. Yeah, the film does end with Korg's uh, been restored. Everybody's back in New Asgard. A Korg Gore, like Korg and Gore. I kind of get it, but especially my throats. I'm getting up over a bad throat, and but they too, famil- too similar sounding. Damn it! Buddy, this bloody film Thor four, the Revenge of Gore, and all that. Let me just call this. but so he's dead. Jane is is dead as well. She's helped. You no, know, like Thor goes to save her rather than stopping. Gore from getting to eternity, so he kind of changes his mind from wishing all the death of all gods to wishing his daughter back and puts her into the care of Thor. So Thor has someone he can, it's about finding someone he loves and someone he can, you know, someone who won't leave him, hopefully, and uh, that he can feel, get that feeling about again. So now he's devoting all this time to, you know, this now adopted daughter who he can also fight alongside, uh, <laughs> as we see at the end of him. And it was a nice little scene between those two where they're looking for her shoes. And, and especially when you know that they're actually not a father and daughter, you know, that it makes it all the better. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious thinking back that they are, I mean, because the, the chemistry between them is, is is just spot on, to be fair. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at this, I know there are some issues with the film, and I understand there are some issues that I don't have, but I can understand why other people might have them. But I'll be honest with you, like I said before, before Taika Waititi came around, I couldn't have given a fuck about Thor as a character. And so, you know, I'll take this over, but it's Thor the Dark World. I'll actually take this film over some other recent you know, titles we've had. Like, I'll take this movie over Eternals or Buddy Multiverse of Madness any day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Even even over Eternals? What? Well, well, you sure? <laughs> I mean, you see... Uh, Christian Bale wasn't in this movie enough for you. He was in this more than Buddy Selma Hayek was in The Eternals. That's, <laughs> that's for don't, 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 Just don't bring back my post-traumatic stress syndrome over, over that film, um, Scott, for fuck's sake. I was more upset about that than the actual death of the Queen. A little peek behind <laughs> the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <it> was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, I I don't thought about rating this, but I honestly don't know what really to give it. But because you know, with Thor Ragnarok and then Fat Thor and the two Avengers films, and then this, you know, I've got a new appreciation for Thor. I know, I think given how much he has to get his shape for this role, I bet Chris Hemsworth was was gutted when they found out. Oh no, we're we're not going to have you gain weight. We're just going to have you wear a fat suit, like. I think all this, like, having to, you know, stick to a diet and, you know, cut weight to be in Thor shape, you know, look like a god. You know, I bet there's a day where Christian was, like, praying for where he can finally let himself go and let let himself look more like fat Thor. (laughs) (laughs) It'll happen. It'll happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm thinking something like seven and a half out of ten, perhaps. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. Maybe I maybe stretch it before I maybe go an eight. Cause... Yeah, yeah, maybe an eight. Yeah, posh. I, yeah. I, I, I did enjoy. I did enjoy it. I mean, I love Guns and Roses, so I enjoyed the the soundtrack. Um, there's some good, you know, some good stuff in there with you know the the, the Jane, the cancer stuff uh, and whatnot. But uh, could have, yeah, I could have done with a bit more, perhaps on the villain side of things and. Um, yeah. It was a shame, as I say, Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif. A lot of her stuff got cut last minute by the looks of it, because she still she still gets quite a big credit at the end. So that's a sure sign that she was meant to have a, a, a bigger role in the film originally. Well, still a bit people from like past movies. I know there's a bit, but yet the first two movies you had that those guys like the Warriors Three or whatever who get quite easily killed off by Hela in the third movie. And so I remember Tiger kind of take pokes fun at people who were annoyed about that at the start. He goes, he lost a lot of people. And it shows those two, like, like this guy and that guy and whoever that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd give it an eight maybe because, you know, I go, more often than not, you go to the cinema to have a good time. I was entertained by this. I had fun. You know, I didn't leave the cinema annoyed and feel like I'd wasted two hour, hours of my life like I did mm. when I wanted to see Eternals and I didn't leave confused like I did when I left the, the cinema after seeing Doctor Strange I left this pretty satisfied so you know what I, most of the issues I mentioned before I mainly noticed having watched it a second time but other than that I still enjoyed I still enjoyed watching mm. it so yeah, yeah then not too bad you know. Oh, and not I quite like the I quite like the mid-credits sequence where you see Idris Elba's character back and and um, we see that Jane's gone to um, Valhalla, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also, we get that, and we also get a, a post-credits and we see that they make you think that Zeus has actually been killed by Thor, but he hasn't been, <laughs> well, he had the whole thing with his Thunderbolt, like, he did the whole over the whole thing. Can I have? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just threw his thunderbolt all around. Like, no. I mean, I've never met any Greek people, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that it was maybe a Greek accent that that uh, Rus- Russell Crowe was doing. I've never met any Greek people, but I don't know if they sound like that. So no, no. I'm- I was uh, I wasn't too sure about his accent either. To be to be honest, which is which is a better accent, Russell Crowe trying to be Greek or Oscar Isaac trying to be English. I think Russell Crowe is the worst one to be honest. I mean it looks like he's it looks like he's tried to become fat for by by the looks <laughs> of his stature in this film. <laughs> uh, but then we also so we get him at the post credit scene revealing his son Hercules basically implying mm. that he's been sent out to get revenge on Thor. It should be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be in a, a follow-up Thor film or part of a, an Avengers or, or something. So, yeah, it could be interesting to see where that goes, if it if it goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. So there you go, there's uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, right here, Pod It Easy. Team Godfather, Pimpin' and Podcasting. That's us. <laughs> and... Uh, and well thank you for listening we'll be back I don't know if we'll be doing stuff in the next couple of episodes about She-Hulk and then Andor I don't know if we'll do Andor first but you know 
I think, I'm assuming we'll do She-Hulk first because there's only a couple of episodes to go for that. But that'll probably be more of a series kind of overview. Yeah. We weren't really that interested in, in reviewing it like episode by episode. No, no, definitely. No, I mean, I, I, I was quite interested to the first couple, but then it's, yeah, after that, it's like, nah, we can, <laughs> we can just do this in one go. Yeah, I think this is the last properly Marvel series on Disney Plus uh, for the rest of the year. I don't, I don't know if they've announced another one. I know we've got, in terms of the film, we've got Black Panther 2 at the end of the year. In terms of TV, so I don't think that's... And then we got. I know we got the first one of twenty twenty three. Is that Secret Invasion? Mm. With Samuel Jackson. And that it. looks good. I, I like the look of that. That, that looks yeah. promising. Yeah, you got Amelia Clark in there, and I don't think they've revealed who she is. You got Don Cheadle appearing in it, and uh, I believe Olivia Coleman's playing one of the yeah, one of the yeah. Olivia Coleman uh, in the M. Finally, in the MCU. I mean, she's in everything else. So. Yeah. She, talking about the Queen, she's played the Queen. In. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Full circle, I mean, they've announced, I think, the release date for the fifth season of The Crown, and you know somewhere the producers of The Crown heard the passing of the Queen and so they thought to themselves, we could get an extra season out of this. Probably, yeah. Yeah. The only people somewhat, the only people somewhat, no, maybe amused about the death of the Queen, like, hmm. Right. Series 7, Charles adjusts to being the king. <laughs> what old actors can we get? Because, you know, you need to get someone a fair age for a uh, fair age if you wanted to do more modern day Charles. Uh, if if he was if he's still around, you could probably get, you know, talking about Ian McKellen, he, he could probably pull it off. But the, the one thing... The one thing that always gets me about the crown is um, when you see old footage of some of the characters, they don't half make the cast or cast people that look a lot like them, don't they? They really do. It's yeah. uncanny, mm. especially with Charles and uh, the young Charles and the young Princess Anne. I mean, it's uncanny how much the actors look like the younger versions of the the people they're playing. It really is. To be fair, I've never actually watched it. Like I said, I'm not. I don't really care about the actual world, so I can't be asked watching a show about them. So well, it's, quite an, it's quite an interesting program, actually. To be to be to be fair, you know, I don't think you have to really like the royals to 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 sort of enjoy the, a program about it. But I, I don't know. Depends what you're into. Yeah. I, know I, mean, I, can, I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember everything that's happened in them all anyway, so, you know. Carl was my age when bloody Queen Elizabeth was coronated. I was your age when George got coronated, let alone Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I remember, the, I, remember, I remember Victoria's state funeral. Oh, my God. <laughs> He weeped much that day. Uh, but, you know, if you feel like, you know, neglecting your loved ones and you're waiting for the next Rogue Opinions podcast to be released, you know, there's all sorts of TV to be watched. There's She-Hulk, Andor, The Crown, or, you know, I'll just throw in another one. Fuck it. I've been a few episodes into that new Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series starring Evan Peters and probably fucking people looking just like them. I have watched 
couple of documentaries about Jeffrey Dahmer, and Jesus, it's scary how accurate this this look that Evan Peters has pulled off here. Showrunner of this is Ryan Murphy, who did uh, American Horror Story, which is how he met Peters. But also, when you watch uh, Dahmer and some of the darker scenes, if I remember, Ryan Murphy also did Glee. So, <laughs> the same guy who did Glee is doing a That's show about Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, I'm quite into intrig- fucking range. <laughs> I'm quite intrigued about the, the Marilyn Monroe film that they've got on Netflix as well. It's just released. I don't know if it's any. Yeah. I don't know if it's any bloody good, but I'll probably give that a watch. I mean, it's got Anna Dramas in it, so I mean, anything with hers in it's always worth watching. My book. Buddy, hands where I can see them, Carl. Hands where I can see. But thank you. Hopefully, it won't be too many. It won't be too long before we do that episode, and Carl won't have to go back to there because I dared mention uh, a certain actress being killed off in a certain shaped film. So, hopefully, back to but Carl. Do you plan on doing one or more podcasts in the time that we are in the, between the next time we we meet? Or remind us again that one podcast you did do, and let people know where they can find it. Well, you can find it uh, um, with Rogue Opinions. It's um, all these at the wheel, guns and devils return. It's me and Liam. <laughs> Supposed to be Nathan, but couldn't. Yeah, you know, get the flipping schedule in. So we just decided to do it, me and Liam in the end, um, talking about um, a few weeks worth of football before um, it got cancelled. Yeah, a lot got cancelled because of uh, the Queen and because of um, internationals and stuff coming up. So we talked about Arsenal versus Man United, uh, ironically enough, and um, uh, some of the matches. So it's worth, it's a, probably a bit out of date now, but it's worth catching up with before the, the next round of Premier League games get underway, I would say. Very good. Very good. And you can you'll find... probably reel up about 10,000 podcasts now. No, no, only a couple that I can remember. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. Make sure you check out uh, Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions on Twitter and Instagram. Rogue Opinions on a good Android podcasts and platform wherever you choose to get your podcast from. You'll find us. You can also find on this feed the Rogue Retro Smackdown review, which uh, has an episode uh, out now. There's another episode that I think should be coming out fairly soon. I don't, I remember if the two episodes that we recorded a few weeks ago have gone up or if there's one still to come. But, you know, I'm trying to make a backlog of them, so hopefully keep that very consistent. Also, Rian's episode of uh, of No Rogue's Party for went up, and I did an episode with Reese around the same time that I've not had the chance to upload yet, but hopefully that will be out very soon. Uh, see, I'm talking about things I've already done. Uh, I recorded a podcast that should be out next week which is an ESSR profile show on the career of Walter slash Gunther. Uh, it was big IC title rematch with Seamus on SmackDown this week. Uh, I've got a show coming up about called East Meets West, and yeah, so that will probably be recorded soon because, you know, New Japan's coming over to the UK, and so there'll be a lot to talk about from that show probably. And uh, there's always rambling from me and Paul over our show, Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. I tell you, we haven't recorded I'm going over his tomorrow. Probably just say, we're probably just going to chat about my holiday for the most part of it, so and whatever <laughs> madness he's been up to. So, if you're into all that, 
you know, we might have some impact stuff in the weeks that follow because Bound for Glory is coming up. So basically, I'm not plugging anything that's out now. I'm plugging mostly stuff that I have done and will do. <laughs> ah, I'm hard to I'm hard to pin down. There's a joke to be made there somewhere. But <laughs> right, until next time, thank you everybody. And we hope you too can find your your loved one who you too can feel shitty about instead holding hands over a lava pit. But you know, finding that special someone is a lot like podcasting. It, it ain't easy. It Bye. is buzzy, ain't see ya.